solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to a Wednesday edition of Locked On Texans. The day after 420, so hopefully you guys are here with us today and, uh, you know, feeling good, feeling lovely, but happy to be back with you guys on Hump Day. I'm John, some sports guy, Hickman. Follow me on Twitter at some sports guy. Texans reporter for ESPN Houston and USA Today, Texans Wire, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. On today's show, John and I are going to discuss what it means that a number of Houston Texans members did, in fact, attend the first day of voluntary workouts that took place on Monday. As we all know, due to COVID concerns, there have been a lot of players around the league who have decided to opt out of voluntary workouts in their home markets. However, things were a little bit different for the Houston Texans. So we're going to get into that. And then later on in the show, with the NFL draft now eight days away, John and I are going to discuss the possibility of the Texans drafting a quarterback with their first pick in this year's NFL draft. Now, as we all know, the Houston Texans are entering the 2021 draft with eight selections beginning with the 67th overall pick in the third round. And yes, that is not good for a team that's about to start a rebuild. But with Nick Casario at the helms as the Texans' new general manager, I do feel the Texans might be in, let's say, a solid state to enter the draft and get some quality young prospects. And speaking of young prospects, John and I are going to close out the show as we continue our top 10 countdown of the best draft selections in Houston Texans history with a look at who's going to come in at number eight and after kicking off our list on yesterday with David Carr coming in at number 10 and once again this is not a list of the greatest players in franchise history it's the best draft selections in the Texans history we just felt that it was time just to Show a little respect to David Carr because yesterday also marked the 19th anniversary of the Texans' number one overall pick. We just wanted to shine some light on that pick. But of course, at number nine, with Owen Daniels, the greatest tight end in franchise history, gave our list a little bit more of a, matter of fact, a lot more of a realistic approach. So who's going to come in number eight? We know who's going to be at number eight. But ladies and gentlemen, we want you guys to stick around until the very end of the show. But before we resume our top 10 draft selections in NFL history, as promised, we are going to begin with the news that a number of Houston Texans players began their voluntary workouts on Monday, which was the first day of the first phase of the NFL nine-week program that is now running all the way through May 14th. Now, as we all know, the NFL did put together a four-phase system that will guide the league on what would have been a normal off-season workout program if it wasn't for, of course, COVID-19. 
and because of the concerns of the coronavirus, there have been a number of players around the league who have decided to opt out of the first, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the first two phases in hopes of sticking to the virtual offseason workout that they had last year. But on Monday, a number of teams around the league saw some players come in to begin their voluntary offseason workout, and the Houston Texans might have had the biggest turnout throughout the league. At the time of this recording, the Houston Texans have 78 players on their roster and a little over 40 players showed up for the first day of voluntary workouts on Monday. Now, John and I, let me be the first one to say this. I'm not surprised that the Texans had a little over 40 players who were in attendance because when you look around the league and you see a lot of players speaking out against going to these voluntary workout programs at least the first two phases most of the players are guys who are already established in the nfl you're talking about all pro members you're talking about pro bowlers you're talking about players who have not reached the heights of an all pro or a pro bowl player but they are by far one of the team's most valuable assets heading into the 2021 season but ladies and gentlemen and john you can let me know if you agree with me or not but when you take a look at this Houston Texans roster in 2021, let's say with the exception of Titus Howard, Laramie Tunsil, Brandon Cooks, maybe Randall Cobb, Bradley Roby, Justin Reed, there's not too many players on this roster now who can afford to not go to these voluntary workouts. Because, and of course, I'm going to add the Sean Watson name is there as well. I don't want to exclude him. But outside those guys, the Texans roster heading into the 2021 season is made up of a plethora of players on a prove-it deal. We saw the number one and two-year deals that Nick Casario gave out during free agency. All of those guys are battling for not just snaps on the field for 2021, but they are also battling for a fact to prove themselves as a quality football player to either the Texans next offseason or to another organization going into next offseason. And I also want to mention, when we spoke to Nick Casario on Friday, he said during his press conference that a number of Texans players have already been working out inside NRG Stadium. Now, as of right now, we do not have word on which one of these players attended the Texans voluntary workout on Monday. And believe me, John and listeners, I have been doing everything I can to get some type of information to see who was there. Was it Tyrod Taylor? Was it Brandon Cooks? And by the way, Brandon Cooks does in fact have a $500,000 bonus in his contract where if he reaches certain milestones and work out through the offseason, he can see all of that money. But regardless how you feel about the voluntary workout program, it is good to know that the Texans do in fact have players who are already starting to put in the work and lay the foundation in hopes of putting together a respectable and competitive Texans football team down there on the field throughout the 2021 season. And as of right now, 59% of the NFL teams are not going to... Um, Report to voluntary workouts. And you even have teams like the Giants that are included in that list. But I tell you what, the Giants are not in a state where the Texans are. The, the, the Giants still have Daniel Jones at quarterback, Saquon Barkley at, at running back, 
Uh, they've made moves throughout the offseason, and they have a good draft position. You have Evan Ingram. You have Sterling Shepard. You still have a good defense. So, like, teams like the Giants still are not in a position where the Texans are. I think the Texans are the only team in that position where the guys that you brought in aren't guys that were highly sought after, right? They have to prove it, just like the Texans still have to prove that no matter what happened last year and no matter what happened in the last two months with the Deshaun Watson saga, uh, Nick Casario brought guys who want to be here and they're going to buy in early on by participating in voluntary workouts early. That's the team that Houston has right now. A bunch of guys that still have to prove that they are worth NFL contracts because a lot of these contracts do have incentives. And I'll say this, if I'm a player and I want to make my money, I'm going to get ahead of the game by getting better early instead of waiting and seeing how my competition is going to play out. So I'm not surprised that about 40 guys reported to volunteer workouts for the Houston Texans. And I like it, honestly, because it's still it's, – it's a culture of, at least as of right now, it's a culture of everybody buying in to what this team wants to be heading forward. Quickly, just to let you know, this episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced and limited edition designs at fair price points. And I love these rings, I gotta tell you. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings make sure to bring you joy in her life. Using diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNow.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. And while you're on the internet searching for rings, you might as well search for something that's going to make you a better person. That's Bill Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever created with 18 amazing flavors, including lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake and cookies and cream, along with the 12 original flavors of double chocolate and your favorite coconut, which I won't fight against now. But coconut is one of the 12 original flavors and peanut butter brownie bars are covered in 100 percent chocolate. Soft and easy to chew. Bill Bar is also great for the health conscious guy. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. And the best part about it is the bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for a keto diet. Free cooler with a purchase while supplies last. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BillBar.com. This year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. Get inside analysts from the Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft, April 29th through May 1st. And continuing here with this Wednesday installment of Locked On Texans, 
John and I are going to get into the discussion. Should the Texans draft a quarterback with their 67th overall pick? And a part of this conversation was brought up after listening to John McClain over the last couple of days on Sports Radio 610, where he talked about the possibility of the Texans using their first draft pick in selecting a quarterback. And he specifically talked about the possibility of the Texans drafting Texans A&M quarterback, Kellen Mond. Now, there are still some conversations on what the Texans should do with their first pick, especially when you consider that this is a team that's going to miss out on what the top 66 prospects in this year's draft. But let me be the first to say that I will 100% agree with John McClain by saying that the Texans should look at drafting a quarterback with their first pick in this year's draft. Because first and foremost, guys, if you look at the Texans in 2021, this would be the best opportunity for this organization to draft a quarterback who is going to be a project because this upcoming year is going to be nothing but a rebuilding year. However, when you look at the quarterback situation, this is the year for the Texans to take a chance on a young quarterback prospect. First and foremost, they have all the tools that can actually develop a quarterback into potentially being their next franchise QB. Let's take a look at Pep Hamilton, who is by far, as John and I say a lot here on Locked On Texans, one of the best quarterback coaches in the league today at developing young talent. Let's just take a look at his track record really quick. You saw the work that he was able to do with Justin Herbert in Los Angeles last season. And a lot of people do not know this, but he was one of the main reasons why Andrew Luck became a four-time Pro Bowler during his short career with the Indianapolis Colts. Hamilton had the opportunity to be one of the founding building blocks for Andrew Luck during his time in Indianapolis and also during his collegiate career at Stanford. And then secondly, any quarterback that the Texans would consider drafting this year, especially with their first pick in this year's draft, it would give them an opportunity to play and learn behind Tyrod Taylor. And John, I do believe that the possibility of the Texans drafting a quarterback, especially a player of Kellen Mond's caliber, is part of the reason why we did not hear Nick Casario endorsed Tyrod Taylor like we wanted to during his press conference last Friday. Because everyone knows that the signing of Tyrod Taylor, I hate to say this, and you're talking about a guy who cannot take this narrative away from his career, but he is going to be nothing but a bridge quarterback here in Houston. And three, and most importantly, selecting a quarterback in this year's draft would give the Texans another option where they can go and determine how they're going to rebuild this team beyond the 2021 season. It's a little bit similar to what we are seeing the Philadelphia Eagles do with Jalen Hurts how the way they were able to move on from Carson Wentz and start fresh with Hurst, but they're still keeping their options open at the quarterback position if they're able to get their hands on a quarterback in the draft or make a trade, hint, hint, for a disgruntled quarterback. Now, 
could they use that number 67 overall pick and go after a defensive player john you talked about the possibility of them using their first pick in the draft to go after bobby brown the third from the same school texas a m me personally i believe that it doesn't matter if it's a safety or a corner you need to make sure that your first pick in the draft is a defensive back however when you look at the texans quarterback position in its totality now now that we're starting to get the sense and now that we've been gotten the sense that Deshaun Watson is at least 99% done with this organization, I would not be mad if the Texans were to go out and draft a quarterback, especially considering a guy like Kellen Mond, who can easily be your next franchise quarterback if given the opportunity to develop and given the opportunity to learn the game of football on the NFL level. And really quick, just talking about the possibility of Kellen Mond landing in Houston, that would possibly be a steal for the Texans because John and listeners, I don't believe that Mond is still going to be there by the time the Texans make their first selection. And I am a little bit intrigued to see if Mon is going to be the player that forces Nick Casario to move up into the draft. John, you and I talked about this possibility last week. But regardless of what they do, if the Texans can get their hand on drafting Kellen Mond, that is an opportunity that the Texans cannot pass up. John, before I give the floor back over to you, John McClain also talked about the possibility of the Texans drafting Kyle Trask if given the opportunity with their 67th overall pick. And you know, Cody, to your point, I like to say that that makes 100% sense because if you are still in a process of evaluating not only the draft, but the players you had on your roster, the players that you may still want to bring in, you don't want to necessarily commit to a player in a position that's the most important position. And so even to my disagreement, originally, I can understand why Nick Serio did a job of just dancing around that question. However, I still would have liked for him to endorse Tyrod Taylor because, listen, if you, if you draft a quarterback with, the, with your first pick that's in the third round, that quarterback is not going to be a starter unless you draft Russell Wilson or Dakota Prescott because Tony Romo went down. Like Presumably, whoever you draft at the 67 pick will be a person, if it's a quarterback, will be a player that has to sit for a few games. With that being said, I still like the idea of Kyle Trask. And ladies and gentlemen, if you're out there, take the opportunity to find the Field and Stacks show. It's on all of the major podcasts and platforms. Those guys know sports. My boy Field, I talk to him a lot about sports. Me and him have casual conversations that simply turn into more casual conversations or heated debates and arguments, but he is a Florida guy. And he told me while we were having a conversation the other day during lunch, he told me that he'd be worried about New Orleans taking Kyle Trask simply because he does not have the arm strength, but he may be the most accurate quarterback in this draft. He may be the most in, the best intermediate passing quarterback in this draft. And you know who else is that good with accurate intermediate passes? Not the greatest arm talent in the world. Drew Brees. In a sense. 
And, and I look at Kyle Trask as somebody that could come to Houston and have a competitive, be a part of a competitive quarterback group simply because of the quarterbacks that would be in front of you as a rookie. Uh, we, and we know that he would definitely be number two on the depth chart if it comes down to him or Ryan Finley. But afterwards, he would be able to be competitive for Tyrod Taylor. And Tyrod Taylor is – we know he's a bridge quarterback. He's going to come in, do his job, win a few games, and allow the guy under him to get prepared and not be rushed. And I like that about Tyrod Taylor because ultimately his career – when it's all said and done, his career statement will be the guy that led Buffalo to the playoffs for the first time in 20 years. And that's pretty good. Uh, Cody, you like Kellen Mond. And, and I like, and I watched Kellen Mond. I watched him at Texas A&M. I would not take him with the third overall pick. But if we're talking strictly if Houston goes quarterback with their first pick in the NFL draft, Looking at Nick Casario not endorsing the quarterbacks that they have on the roster, not providing a clear-cut contingency plan. If they're going to go with a quarterback number with, with number sixty-seven overall third round, I think it has to be Kyle Trask. He has the better upside. He has the pinpoint accuracy. He is the more of the you know, I played around talent, and yes, he needs talent to succeed, just like any other quarterback, but he definitely needs talent to succeed. But he'd be able to come into this system, be comfortable, learn, not be rushed, and I think that'll benefit him in the long run, along with the Houston Texans. So 67 overall, if it is a quarterback, would you be mad? No, you wouldn't be mad. Because what is the biggest question mark right now? That's still the quarterback. If Houston was picking in the first round, we wouldn't have a lot of the, a lot of these discussion of, well, will they go receiver at some point? Like, let's look at the risk. The, the discussion will be who will be the Texans' next next quarterback: Mac Jones, uh, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and Miami pick. What is Miami pick right now? Six, third, third, maybe third. So it'll be one of those guys. And our jobs will be a whole lot easier. But it's not. It's super hard because a couple of years ago, they decided to send off everything they had for Laramie Tunsil and Kenny Stills and then give Laramie Tunsil $23 million guaranteed per year and release Kenny Stills so he's not on the team anymore. And a spiraling downfall of bad moves, which led us here into Sean Watson in his legal situation. And before that, he just wanted out of Houston totally together. But right now, if we are going to go forward, understand that this is going to be one of those rough years to wear red, white, and blue, but you can't possibly get it right at the quarterback position moving forward with your first pick in the NFL draft. I like Kyle Trask. I'm not going to I'm not gonna mention Kellen Mond because I don't like him enough at three. And if a quarterback is available like Kyle Trask in the third round, considering your situation, then I think you take him. I think you should take him unless there's a player that fell from the first round or second, like it's a can't-miss prospect. I understand that. But your biggest question mark possibly – for the next few years is what are you going to do at the quarterback position? 
I want to tell you guys really quick about Bet Online, like I always do. You trust me. I hope you do. And if you don't, then uh, I don't know why you listen to the show. But Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Go make you some extra money. Football is over. However, you got the NBA still in action. You got MLB. You got hockey. There's so many things you can bet on, including award TV shows and reality TV. With real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, BetOnline has you covered for all of the news, scores, and the latest odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Promo code locked on. Again, the promo code is locked on. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And before closing out this Wednesday installment of Locked On Texans, it is time for us to continue our countdown of the top 10 best draft selections in Houston Texans franchise history. And as we know, on yesterday, we started this countdown with David Carr coming in at number 10. And John, listeners, once again, is very funny that we had an opportunity to talk about David Carr really quick. And we gave him the honor at coming in at number 10 because yesterday marked the 19th anniversary of the Houston Texans first pick in franchise history of course which was David Carr and then after that we continued on with our countdown talking about the greatest tight end in franchise history in Owen Daniels and now it is time for us to continue our countdown coming in at number eight this is a guy a lot of people and John agree with this statement a lot of people still consider this man as the greatest linebacker in franchise history. We're talking about no one, no other than the great, the legend himself, Mr. D'Amico Ryans. John, do you agree with that statement, yes or no? Absolutely. Listen, D'Amico Ryans is the greatest Texan linebacker that was never caught with performance-enhancing drugs. And D'Amico Ryans is simply the greatest Texan linebacker in the history of this organization. Listen, throughout his Texan career, he was a defensive rookie of the year, two-time Pro Bowl in 2009-2007, was first-team All-Pro in 2007. He finished his career with 13 and a half sacks, seven forced fumbles, 10 fumble recoveries, nearly 1,000 yards and seven interceptions. And some of that was recorded during his time in Philly, but D'Amico Ryans was that good. I hated that he didn't end his career off as a Houston Texan. After his rookie year where he had 156 tackles, he had 128 tackles. He was just always that good. And I hated D'Amico Ryans wasn't a part of that all-time Texan team because I believe as good as they were, D'Amico Ryans could have given you a bigger boost. Uh, And I've always loved his game out of Alabama was one of those in-between old-school, new-school type of linebackers. If you got the opportunity anytime, go back and watch some of his highlights. The man can ball. And he is number eight right now on the list simply because the next seven players uh, that were drafted by Houston, I think they just had better careers in Houston. And one of them may be a little bit controversial on my behalf at number seven. I can't wait to discuss that at some point, but – D'Amico Ryans is definitely, in my opinion, the eighth best draft selection in Texan franchise history. And I also go with eight and seven 
And I can't wait to have this discussion because Cody will not agree <laughs> with me on this. A lot of people not going to agree, John. I, I don't care. This is my opinion <laughs> on this show. Number seven and eight are very interchangeable. Um, but one of them was a part of that Texan all-time great, all-time great team and was a huge part of how successful they were because of the moves he made, the plays he made, rather. But number eight for me is definitely D'Amico Ryans. I've always loved his game. And, and like I mentioned earlier, I wish he could have retired as a Texan, did not. However, during his time in the red, white, and blue, I mean, he put on for Houston. He put on for Houston until it was time for him to move on. I'm John, some sports guy, Hickman. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans and like us on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at some sports guy. Interact with me this week. I got time to argue. I don't care what you got to say. I got time for you. Got time to agree. Got time to discuss football, music, movies, all of the above. And as always, I'm also your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y, D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are locked on Texans. Your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.